Hello, everybody. Welcome to Health Chatter. Today's episode is an interesting subject on family, friends, and colleagues, and health. And we'll have some interesting points to bring up here that our our illustrious research group was able to pull together for us. And it'll get us all, all of us in the listening audience thinking a little bit differently on, on this subject matter. So thank you to our researchers on that. As always, I'd like to thank our group. We have a great one, Maddie Levine-Wolf, Aaron Collins, Deandra Howard, and Sheridan Nygaard do our background research. Matthew Campbell is our, our production manager and we'll be getting a show out just about every Friday, almost almost weekly, we've been getting a show out. So thank you to, to him, Matthew, for all your logistics on that. Sheridan also helps us, Sheridan and Matthew help us with our marketing. Of course, there's, there's Clarence and, and Clarence, whether we're on a show live or whether we're off the air, we, uh, we chat a lot and uh, we keep up to date on, on each other great collegial relationship I have with you. And I hope it goes on for many, many years to come. We also have uh, Human Partnership is our, is our sponsor for this. Great community organization. Encourage all our listeners to take a look at their, at their website. You can, if you go to our website, which is healthchatterpodcast.com, you'll see a link to Human Partnership in the, in our website and i encourage you to read up on them great great community organization so thank you to them so today everybody friends family friends and colleagues and health so clarence what's your gut when when you thought about it when we when we were thinking about this and and health what first came to mind for you okay yeah, yeah. So my story is this, is that um, uh, I'm deeply involved in health right now, uh, but I got married and uh, my wife and I, I, I was and actually I told the story to my wife uh, this morning. I, I said I wasn't going to use the term nag because nag is, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, not positive. And I want right. to always say that she's positive, but she, uh, <laughs> she's, a, she's a wonderful woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. She encouraged me for about five years, almost daily, to go see a doctor, which was only about two blocks away from my house. And I, when I finally went to the doctor through her encouragement, uh, it opened up a whole new world for me, because I was a younger younger guy, and I thought, you know, you know, you, you know, you, I'm vital. I'm, I don't need all of this and those kind of things. But I really began to. It really opened up that world for me where I began to appreciate this whole idea about family encouraging you to see a doctor. And so that's my first story that I want to tell about this. And so what I, what I think is that family many times can be a great encouragement for you to take care of some things that you might be neglecting that will ultimately impact everybody. I want to leave yeah. it like that. How yeah. about for you? You know, it's, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll tag on that a little bit. You know, um, research pretty much bears out the fact that women typically will go to, the, to see a, um, a physician or get their, their physicals more often 
than than men. Correct. Okay. I Play think that. you know. I think men. You know. I, I, frankly, I don't know what's in what's in the psyche of of all men, but I have a feeling that there's part of it that that says, ah, you know, it's just a little ache and pain. I can live with it. Or, you know, it's like, eh, I'm not going to worry about it now, I'll worry about it later type of thing. Um, I think there's part of that. But um, to your point, having a, uh, a spouse that encourages you to, to go is, is certainly something. Um, you know, I, I have a, a, a zillion stories. You know, I've had, you know, um, surgery. Uh, here's here's a here's a great uh, story about that. I had a um, a detached retina, and that can really freak you out. I, I don't I don't wish this on 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 anybody, but it's an emergency surgery where they have to really go in there and get that thing um, reattached. Otherwise, you can lose sight in your eye. Anyway, um, so after the procedure, you have this patch on your eye. And the short of it is, is this, and I remember this like it was just yesterday. I had an anxiety attack, okay, mm-hmm. where, yeah. you know, you, you realize that, wait a minute, one of my senses is being compromised, and I couldn't get that out of my head. And mm-hmm. it was really, I, you know, I became very anxious about it. And I remember distinctly just sitting um, on the side of, of our bed and Janet walking me through mm-hmm. calmly, mm-hmm. deep, deep breathing with focus on it at the time. And it was obviously it was really, really helpful. Yeah. But I, you know, I could have, I could only imagine if I was by myself what I would have been dealing with. Yeah. Um, all of us at one time or another have had um, medical oriented things. You get sick and, um, and you, whether you realize it or not, you depend upon others to help mm-hmm. you through it. Um, so there are um, what our great research crew has dubbed positive oriented impact, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, think about that for a second, Clarence, positive impacts that let's, let's put them all together, family, friends, and colleagues, what kind of positive impacts do they bring to the equation? Well, you know, I I think for me, those three groups that you mentioned, uh, the fact that they care about me as an individual is important, you know, and so you want to be around, you want to be around family and friends and, and colleagues who can recognize the, or appreciate the importance of being healthy. And uh, I, I think about think about it sometimes is that, uh, you know, having people around you that, that, that encourage you to do things or will bring information to your, to your to attention. I was at church recently and uh, uh, one of the, uh, uh, we had a, a presenter come in to talk about teeth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just having that positive, and, and I knew him. I mean, he was a, he was a doctor. He's actually a doctor over at North Point. But mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a FQHC in in, in in Minneapolis. But having him encourage me to be more uh, consistent with brushing my teeth and understanding the importance of it and understanding how it impacts my life. But more importantly, 
what he said to me was about how important it was because I'm a, I'm a community health strategist, how important it was for me to talk to uh, pregnant women about, you know, about oral health care for the impact that it has upon them and upon their children, you know? And so I think having people around you who encourage you to, to look at health in a variety of different ways is so very, very important. And so, you know, that's the positive aspect of it, but we also know that there's a negative aspect that also can come with this. But that's, that's my, my thing about looking at it from a positive perspective. Yeah. How about for you? You know, here, here I'll tell another story that just happened um, this last week. I don't know if I've mentioned this on, you know, on our show, but once a week I go to our synagogue to help early in the morning, it's on a Wednesday morning, uh, to help um, have what's called a minion in, in Judaism. For those that are trying to memorialize somebody who's passed away, you need 10 people in to create a minion. Okay, so I was there and one of my friends was there and it turns out that he's going to have hip surgery next week. So you know what I said to a dear friend, a dear friend, you know what I said to him? I said, you need to put me on your speed dial. Mm -hmm. If you need me to take you in, I'm there. If you need me for follow-up, I'm there. Okay. If you need me for any help that you might need navigating certain things after your surgery, I'm there. It's speed dial. Put me, mm -hmm. you know, call. I don't care what the hell time it is. I'll be there. I'll help you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he was so appreciative, just, mm -hmm. just knowing that he had a, um, an extra call it safety valve that right. he could, could depend upon if needed. Yeah. If, 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 if needed. And if he does, it's great. And if he doesn't, okay, that's fine. But at least he knows. So and I you know think it's comforting. It's comforting. Yeah. It is without, without doubt. You know, and, and Sam, you're not, you're not had this conversation. It's, it's just really important for us to, uh, to be able. I mean, we're, we're, we're more seasoned. We, we, we don't mind telling people that we're more seasoned now, but I think it's really important for us to also to share that conversation about the importance of health and having healthy people around you with those who are younger than us. Because just like for myself, when I was, uh, I was in my 30s and my 40s, you know, I thought, you know, death was so far away from me and, you know, those kinds of sicknesses and stuff like that. But as you start to get older, you realize that it's important to have people in your life, family, friends and colleagues uh, who will speak life to you or who will provide, who will plant seeds in you that will help you to make better informed decisions, you know, about your life. And I think that there are so many ways in which people tell you to be uh, less attentive to your health. Yes. And we want in, you know, with health chatter, we want people to understand the importance of at least considering it. And as I said, as I say, often say is that I'm not trying to run your life. I can hardly run my own life. But the point though, is that there are some things that we have learned over time that we know will be vitally important to people. And we want them to learn these lessons as uh, early as possible. Yeah. So let's talk about um, friend, let, let's talk about colleagues. Because okay. colleagues, I think, if I'm not mistaken, most people think of colleagues kind of in a kind of a work type of, of setting. Sure. Um, 
you know, at one point, just to, you know, for our listening, I'll say at one point, I would have considered Clarence a colleague. Mm-hmm. Okay, because of all the work that 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 we we did together. But mm-hmm. now it but whoa the years, it's morphed into a friendship. Correct. It really has. And um and that can happen too. You know, right. those kinds of things. Not family, right, you know, right. actual family, but certainly right. a friend. And right. and and I know, and I hope Clarence knows, for instance, if you know if all hell breaks loose and he needs help, call me right. or, or vice versa. I mean, right. you know, we're there for each other. Okay. Right. That might not have been the case when we were working together, right. you know, right. years ago. Okay. Right. So things can morph in a positive direction. Also, collegially, um, you know, you might maintain colleagues, but only at that level. Right. Okay. Right. You right. know, so it doesn't necessarily go up a notch. Um, and sometimes you lose friends and you lose colleagues. You don't lose family, which is an interesting, right. an interesting point on, on this thing. All right. So let's talk about um, besides helping with a medical condition, per se, whether it's like a surgery or post-surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about health maintenance. Mm-hmm. for a minute and the effects that friends family and colleagues could have on that what what do you think about that Clarence? well i think i think the, you know when we talk about health maintenance you know uh, a lot of times it's it's indirect uh the the impact that it can have on you because you have some friends who will talk about medical experiences or they talk about medical medical uh uh uh, studies. They'll talk about those kinds of things that will just kind of, while it might not directly impact you at that time, these are things that you keep in your mind about about uh, uh, future things that can happen. For example, you know, a lot of, a lot of my uh, uh, friends will talk about becoming more seasoned, getting older. You know, what are what are some of the things that that might happen to you as you get older? And you have to think about that. I mean, they say, well, you know, you shouldn't be drinking so much. Okay, that's that. You know, that's a maintenance thing. You know, like you know, you know. I'm not telling you not to drink. I'm just saying so much is 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 the is the question. And so I think for us having people in our lives who really care about us, you know, or who will give us appropriate information is so important because is that is it's that information that helps us to maintain a healthier lifestyle and may help to prevent us from doing some things in the future that might impact us negatively. Yeah, yeah, good point. So let, let me ask you about, about this, because you know we can obviously talk about it because we're seasoned. We have a little salt and pepper over our heads, right? Um, so, a whole lot. A, a whole lot, right. Um, the idea of commitment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when people get married, mm-hmm. okay, is there a stronger, do you believe that there's a stronger sense of health commitment to one another as opposed to not being married? Okay. Um, and some and some people would, would say yes, and maybe some people would say no. What do you think? <laughs> it's funny, Wes, when you ask that question. Commitment about- is a strong word. I know. I, I thought about some people that, you know, they're married. They just say, I wish he was dead. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, so I, I think that that it's uh, um, I think I think it's something that 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 if you really care about somebody, that you should be committed to their well-being. And I think that it's uh, uh, important to uh, uh, I think it's important to be with people in terms of commitment uh, that that you do care about them and they care about you. But, you know, I think that it, it, it is something that, you know, you ask whether or not it should be. I think it should be. But you know what? I think Sheridan has a has a point that she wanted to bring up. I, I can't. Yeah. See her. So, oh, yeah. So Sheridan, you want to chime in on this one? Yeah, I was just thinking if you're sharing health insurance plans with which I feel like most married couples and families do, my partner better be staying healthy. I'm not going to pay more money because someone doesn't want to maintain their health. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm going to give them the little nudge to make sure that you're doing your yearly checkups. You're going to the dentist. Cause you know what? I don't want to pay that big payout at the end of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, absolutely. There are other things that drive us into, for instance, seeing a, um, a physician. Okay. So Sheridan, you bring up a good point. Deandra, you brought up the point of, Hey, I've got to go in, you know, if, if I want to get, you know, birth control pills or whatever, or if I have to get, you know, like in my case, I have to go in yearly come hell or high water to get my thyroid checked regardless to make sure that I'm at the right level for the medication that, that I take. So there are certain drivers beyond friends, family, and colleagues that can drive us to uh, better health, okay? Or at least health maintenance, so to speak. Okay, so let's talk about, um, you know, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit, Clarence, negative aspects of uh, friends, colleagues, um, and, and family. Um, so let, I'll, 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 I'll chime in on, on the colleagues one. Sometimes, okay. sometimes colleagues know too much and you don't want to know about it. <laughs> okay. Right. I right. mean, from a health perspective, it's like, oh my God, don't tell me. I, I pretty much get the idea, but you are so knowledgeable about this or what have you that mm -hmm. it, um, it freaks me out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. it has, um, a negative impact for me. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think, Clarence? Well, Stan, I, I think I think you bring up a good point, and I, I'm going to take that probing kind of thing, which is sometimes you know, uh, even when your colleagues tell you something, that does not mean that you shouldn't check it out for yourself. Take it under advisement. You take you have to take that stuff under advisement because you know, yeah, that person. It's almost like when you go to the doctor. You know, whatever the doctor says, okay, I'm going to do that. But that, but that, there are other factors that might be impacting you uh, and, and, and that decision. So I think that, it, you know, in, in terms of what we talk about in terms of health chatter, not only is that, you know, it's important to have a, a as much as you can, a balanced look at, at, at what's going on. And even with, with all the advice that you get, you still should take the time because it's still your body. You know, it's still, it's still your health. You should take the time to, in order to be able to do uh, you know, to uh, to look at the information for you to make an informed decision, because as you know, that there there are constantly new studies coming out. There's constantly new revelations that are happening, and so in spite of the fact that you had, I mean, even if you if you were, and I were talking, Stan, you would tell me something. 
I would take it under advisement, but I'd also go look, you know, I, I, and not that I wouldn't trust your word, but I'd also just say, let me, let me, let me uh, deepen this understanding. Stan told me this, let me look at what other people have said about it, you know, and that doesn't impact that friendship. It's just the way that it is, the way that I think that it should be. That's, so that's yeah. a perfect. So let's talk about young, young people and parents, for instance. Okay. So um, obviously you're dealing with family in the, in that case. I, right. and you know, maybe some of our younger, our younger crew here can, can respond to this. Um, if they should. Because, for, because for me, I'd have to reflect way back to think about right. this, but um, you know, when you're dealing with health issues as a, as a, as a younger person, your parents, can give you advice okay mm -hmm. now how is it that younger people grab hold of that you know because they you know there's that period of time where you know certainly in in adolescence where um you know just about anything your parents says is forget it okay you know that type of thing um or, and saying, here's what I think. I think they can tell us stories that they don't have to. They don't have to reveal what they do, but they can reveal what their some of their friends are doing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, you know, and also when you're younger, um, when you're dealing with, with parents, you know, younger people have, you know, historically kind of the illusion of immortality, um, and and so it's that balance of information between experience what one person knows and has lived through and in a, in another um what they haven't lived through yet and you hope as a parent that you can um save them some anxiety by giving them some um useful information anybody have any thoughts on that one aaron aaron can you, oh. can you, can you, well, Aaron might be, it might be tough for Aaron to chime in here, but she said here, I grew up in a household with two sisters. So due to being told we are dramatic, our default was to <laughs> rub dirt in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Matthew, what about you? Any, any thoughts on that one? You know, parental advice or, or uh, thoughts? growing up yeah i i think um <clears throat> i i i haven't gathered my thoughts on that my um a lot i'm not very close with my own parents um my father has passed away now and my mother i'm not really close with so that but i in my life i've found people to rely on like parental figures to rely on over the years so i think that's kind of interesting that like the parental guidance and relationships don't necessarily have to be isolated to like parents if you yeah, yeah to create good point. Relationship, relationships outside of that but yeah yeah that's a great point like you know i, I can relate to that too my father um uh, passed away when i was when i was very young and so i didn't have even if i wanted to i didn't have the opportunity to embrace guidance from from him okay um yet um when we got married i was provided guidance by my father-in-law which was which was 
really interesting. So it's like I had whatever guidance I had, you know, before my my biological father passed away. And then as I got older, I had somebody else who who was embraced as a family member. So it's it's interesting, but but you bring up a good point. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a parent. It can be, you know, I don't know, a teacher even, you know, somebody who you just trust, which links to our our show that we had done uh, previously. Uh, Clarence, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that this is an excellent point. And for you and Matthew both for sharing that, I think the the, the important thing that, that those of us who have had the opportunity to go through these kind of experiences should, should recognize is that we have also the opportunity to speak life into other people's lives. I mean, because there are people that we're that we're around that might be of, of the same age or they may be younger than us. We have a responsibility, I think, as healthcare practitioners and and uh, to to be able to 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 share some of these stories. And once again, like I said, you can't make anybody uh, you can't make anybody hear you, but I do think it's important to be able to share uh, when, when when appropriate the the importance of health, you know, because we also are our family, friends, and colleagues to other people. And it's important for, if health is important for us, it's important for us to be able to share that appropriately to other people. So I agree with you. Sometimes it doesn't come from our biological side, you know, uh, sometimes it comes from, from other people, but we also, in he hearing and knowing that, also recognize that because we have chosen this field of public health, we also have the time, again, sharing appropriate information uh, when it comes up, when it's important, so that other people can have a make, make informed decisions. Right. So let's talk about a little bit more about um, negative impact okay. mm -hmm. that uh, family, friends, colleagues. So let's talk about family. So um, some people, you know, in their, in their families, um, they're dealing with health from two different sides of the equation. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so for instance, one person, you know, I, you know, I, I'm just making this up. One person in, in, let's just say in a marriage is mm -hmm. overweight and the other one isn't. Okay. And so there can be um, some angst if you will, between information that's ex that's shared between one and the other regarding eating habits or regarding um, exercise mm. or um, watching your health mm. differently. Mm -hmm. Some some um, some people are like over the edge mm -hmm. on on exercise. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like you know if they had. 24 extra hours of the day, they would be exercising. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you know, some people on, on the other side of the equation will say, don't tell me that I can't eat a donut, mm -hmm. you know, a chocolate donut mm -hmm. every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, the person on the other side would say, what? A chocolate donut? You've got to be kidding. Don't ever eat a chocolate donut. You know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there can be that in, in family situations. Okay. It can even be exacerbated after a medical procedure. Like, for instance, let's say somebody has a, uh, a heart attack. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And um, obviously then you're, you know, you're, you're watching a variety of different things, cholesterol, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Don't eat a donut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where the answer to the, somebody who had a heart attack is, okay, I won't eat, you know, three donuts or two donuts. I'll eat a half a donut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has to listen to their own brain mm-hmm. and, um, and adjust if need be, absolutely adjust mm-hmm. need be, but there can be some angst in family rela- um, orientations that can affect health. What yeah, do you I think got, on that one? Yeah, I got a story. This, and this is, this is, you know, I mean, this is what health chat is about. Health chat is about really revealing things. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I remember one time I, I, went, I, I went into a gas station to get some gas mm-hmm. and in the and and looking at my mirror, there was somebody that was behind me, was one of the most was was a very very beautiful young lady. I mean, she was she was beautiful. I mean, I, I look I'm looking backwards now. I'm like, hey, that, that girl is that girl looks good. I mean, she mm-hmm. was. I mean, you know, and I mean, I'm in that uh, respectfully. But as I got out of the car to put my gas in, her family in the car was demeaning her. I mean, just talking bad about the girl. You know, she thinks she's this. She thinks she's that. I mean, just really. And I saw that young lady. I just saw her, you know, from my perspective. I mean, I, you know, it, it's kind of thing like, well, you want to rescue people? Say like, well, no, 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 no. You know, and I, t- I took a look inside the family's car and they didn't favor each other. You know mm. what I'm saying? Okay, they were they were not as as attractive. You know, and this, this again is my narrative. They were, as you were talking about, they were a little bit, uh, they had a different body type. Yeah. A person. Uh, but they were just dogging this young lady. And I thought to myself, what is the mental impact of this young lady uh, hearing this from her family, hearing that she's not this, she's not that. And I, and I think about that in terms of, you talk about the positive and the negative. You know, our family sometimes, they can be very, very mean to us uh, based on a variety of different kinds of things. And we need to, to understand why it's so important, I think, to speak life to people. Yeah. That's my yeah. story. I just I saw that. I just I just actually saw this 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 difference. And I realized, you know, without getting into that business, I realized the importance of how family can speak life or death to you. Yeah. You know, to, to a certain extent, um, being linked as closely as one family member is to another gives also permission to be judgmental. Yeah, unfortunately. Openly judgmental. And and that can have a negative impact, okay? On the other hand, um, information like that can be truly informational, okay? It's just like, Stan, you've got to stop doing this, okay, which can come across as being really um, kind of a judgmental point. But on the other hand, it's meant with all sincerity. Okay, so there's, there's some of that, that, that balance. So let's talk about a little bit more about positive stuff. So um, generally speaking, when you have good personal relationships, friends, family, colleagues, um, it does affect positively, mm-hmm. um, mental health, physical health, 
health habits, et cetera. Generally speaking, and research pretty much bears that out. For our listening audience, we'll, we'll have our notes um, attached to our show on our, on our website and also the resources that, uh, that we draw on to state some of these, these things. Also, um, social ties, you know, friendships can be um, close one-to-one friendships, like for instance, like Clarence and, and, and I have, okay? Or it could be other social venues as well, like um, going to a, you know, a church or, or, or a synagogue um, or a community group, okay? Mm-hmm. Our community activity, um, I, like for instance, I'm in a in a um, a guy's book club, and we just decided the other night that as the group, we're going to go to a twins game, twins baseball game together. Okay, that can be very um, encouraging and um, and helpful, you know, for one's health to engage with others. Yeah, I think I think part of what happens, and even in, in in our research notes, we talked about the. Uh, having relationships, positive relationships, uh, uh, in, in other words, may, may foster a greater sense of responsibility for your health. I mean, you know, I, I, as a father, you know, I want to stay healthy to see my grandchildren. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, say, you know, that. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, have relationships, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to look, you want to look good. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's important to understand how and why staying healthy is a, um, um, uh, it is important. You know, I, I think the, the other thing too, saying that 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 I'm thinking about is, as we talk about this particular uh, piece is that, you know, I have these conversations with my wife about my health, and uh, and what she should do if something should happen to me, or if there, if I need certain kinds of uh, uh, if I need certain kind of care, mm-hmm. how I I'd like to be. I, how I like how I like it to be addressed. Yeah, you know, because nobody nobody wants to to think about the the uh, uh, you know the, the 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 negative impact on their families. And so, I mean, for me, you know, we we have a plan. We set a plan about uh, uh, what if I get dementia. You yeah. know, what happens to me if I get dementia? You know, I want my family uh, and my and and uh, I want my family to know. I want my 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 spouse to know. In fact. What I've done with this whole issue around colleagues and I mean around family and friends and health is I've told my family if this kind of thing happened to me, this is what and my wife makes this kind of decision, mm-hmm. you have to go along with it because that's what we've decided. In fact, it's, it's really interesting for me, and they 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 really laugh at me as I said that when I die, I want to be planted as a tree. I want to be cremated. And I want I want to be a peach tree or a plum tree or an oak tree. I just want to be a tree, you know. And my family, oh no, you can't do that. I'm thinking uh, it's it's so it, it's so important for people to really understand this is a decision that we make. And so, family, when we talk about college, we should let our we should let our family and friends know what's going on. Yeah, you know that's a great point. You know, it's that you know end of life kind of stuff you know to be honest with you helping with those decisions ahead of time yeah and actually we could even do a show on this down the pike helping with those decisions ahead of time takes the anxiety off of the people who are left behind exactly 
you know, it's just like, come on, you know, they, they don't have to worry about what would dad have, what would he have wanted or, or, or what have you. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about um, a few other things. Um, previously in a show, we did a show on pets and the, um, and the advantages of pets and, and pet health, et cetera. Um, our crew, um, DeAndre, in, in this case, DeAndre and Sheridan put together this background and they also talked about emotional support with animals. Yeah. And let me tell you, you know, it's, well, you know, everybody knows I have a, I have, I have a pooch and um, it's really, it's really kind of cool mm -hmm. the way that um, animals, in this case, you know, domesticated animals, you know, um, a dog, a cat or whatever, um, really link in and, and understand you in the moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like, for instance, I could be having, you know, a really bad headache, for instance, right now. And mm -hmm. I can almost assure you that if I looked at Murphy, our, our pooch, somehow or other, he would pick up on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, God knows how, but um, they do. Mm -hmm. And the strength of emotional support from, from um, animals is mm -hmm. quite well known, quite well mm -hmm. known. To the point, like when I do rounds at, at at a hospital, you know, inevitably I'll see you know two or three dogs, you know, walking around with their masters, and I can tell you that um, I don't think there's been a time where a dog has come in to visit a um, a patient where it hasn't elicited a smile. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now to talk about support. My right. goodness. I mean, you know, so it's, it's really, really interesting how, how, how they're, they're intuitive, they're intuitive right. animals and how they help us. They kind of help us by bringing it down a level to come on, let's live in the moment and be happy for where we're at. And, um, you know, things will get better and then we'll go for a walk tomorrow. You know, that type of thinking. Yeah. You know what, Stan, I, I tell you what, I can, okay, I'm going to be revealing here. I yeah. can accept almost any kind of animal's love except for a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrels have. Yeah, hit, yeah, they get, they get yeah, to you. Huh? Squirrels have hit my do not mess with me button. But anyway, I think a, a couple points that I want to, I want to bring out of the research uh, yeah. that brought. Uh, first of all, it says there's a 50% increase in the likelihood, in the likeliness of survival with people with a strong social relationship versus those with a weaker social relationship. So having a, a strong, having a strong, having strong relationships is so very, very important. But even more importantly, healthy people's goal 2030, uh, one of their one of their goals is to increase the proportion of adults who talk to family and friends about their health. Which so I think was really interesting. I don't think I ever saw that objective in previous yep. previous yep. editions of yep. the Objectives for the Nation. So there is there's power there apparently. Lots of power, lots of power, and I think that that's one of the things why we're talking about this is that for those for those individuals who may not have utilized 
this resource of their family, their friends, their social, their colleagues to become more aware of the importance of it, but also the support system. I mean, I think that it's important for people to understand that, uh, you know, and, and to have people in their lives that, that really care about them because it, it does make a difference when you get uh, incapacitated. Absolutely. You know, um, which brings up this, this um, thought, you know, if we're looking at healthy people, um, 2030, increase the proportion of adults who talk to friends or family about their health. The question is, is how to get a handle on that. And I'm, I'm guessing, and I, I don't know this, but I'm guessing that when you go into your, your physician, typically they'll ask you questions about, you know, your support system and, and do you feel supported at home, et cetera. So this, this very question might be part of those kinds of quick questions that they ask you at home. Do you feel supported? Do you feel, um, you know, depressed? Um, you know, those types of things mm -hmm. um, so that we can get a handle on it better as frankly, as, uh, as a nation. So, um, you know, thank you for bringing, bringing that up for our, our research. That's a, that, that was really interesting, I thought, too. Here's another thing. Um, who do you go to if you just need to talk to somebody? Mm -hmm. Okay, and you don't want to necessarily talk to your, to your spouse about it. So who do you go to? Do you go to, a, you know, a really close friend and go for a walk around the lake? Or mm -hmm. do you go to your, 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 uh, your pastor or, or mm -hmm. rabbi? Mm -hmm. Or what do you do? Uh, any thoughts on that one? You know, I think it's very interesting. I, uh, uh, I have people in my life that will tell me the truth, okay? There are people in my life that will say to me, like, you know that's wrong. You know, I mean, you know, I mean just, they're very, very clear about that. And I laugh at them. But at the same time, I'm listening to them because I know that that even though they're saying something that I don't particularly like or want to face at that time, I know that they're not they're coming from a from a good place. I think you have to find people in your life. It's very difficult, Stan, really, to find people uh, who will who will be candid, open, transparent with you. Uh, and I so it's it's one of those things for me that I seek after. I don't, you don't have to agree with me. There are people that I, we, we, we have different values. We have different opinions. Uh, we have a, a, a different thoughts, but it, it, at least I know that they'll tell me the truth, you know? And so I don't have to worry about that. And so, so for me, you know, those other people that you mentioned the pastor, you know, your friend, I mean, though they're nice for certain kind of conversation, but there's some other conversations where, where you have to really get down. And I'll say this too. And my daughter, my my daughter, it will, will tell me what's up. Mm -hmm. I, my, I've been out in places where we've just been walking, and she'll say like, "Dad, now you know that's not okay." You know what I mean? And and I love that. And and, and I don't want to, you know, but she's my daughter, so she shouldn't be telling me this kind of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> it's something that I need because when I'm honest with myself, she's right in some cases. And yeah. so, and I, and I tell her that, I said, yeah, you know, I, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, but, it, but, it, but it takes a while, but you need people like that in your life, you know? And if you don't have people that will tell you the truth, I don't know. I, I think it's very difficult. Yeah. You know, um, 
you know, for for listening audience, I think um, an important aspect to all of this is the word experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, so experience doesn't necessarily mean it is the right thing or the better thing to do. Okay, whatever you might be asking about or talking about, it's a perspective. Okay, it's information that any one of us should put into our heads considering on how it is that we want to go to the next step with whatever health issue we're dealing with. So experience is, is helpful only in the sense that people who have experience might have jumped those hurdles before. Mm -hmm. And so they can provide the empathetic insights. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you as an individual have to embrace them, but you appreciate that insight. Right. Okay. Appreciating it is important. And it's also part of your cadre of variables on how to deal with the health issue you're dealing with. And you know what I'm saying? I think that that's really important to say, you know, that, you know, people have different reasons and intentions when they tell you information, you know, Correct. that it's important to, to be able to be in a place where you can agree to disagree. You know, you know, it, it, it truly, truly, this is our life. I mean, we, we can do with it what we choose to do with it. Uh, but I, I, there, there are, there are, things that I want to tell my, my, my the people that I love, I, there's some things I want to tell them because I care about them. And I know that there are consequences to what, to what they do. I mean, for example, I would not tell people to go out and, and uh, shoot up heroin. You know, I would not tell them to do certain kind of certain behaviors because I know that that is destructive and that it, it doesn't lead to any, any good outcome. Yeah. And so, I think, I think it's important in this conversation to have a, a balanced look at how we view our colleagues, our friends, our families, and expect the best from them, but also be willing to say, yes, it's fit, or that no, that doesn't fit. Yeah, or again, I'll take it under advisement in your head. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, Sheridan brings up a really good point. You know, sometimes there are, are people that don't have people to turn to. Right. Okay. And, um, and that can lead to some, some bad outcomes. So we will be adding into our, um, on our website to this show, the, uh, the national suicide lifeline for, for people. If, the, if you just need somebody to talk to, it doesn't necessarily mean you're contemplating suicide, but it might mean you just need somebody to help you think through something that's got um, an objective set of glasses on that'll help. Okay, so uh, we'll have that on our, our website. So um, this, this is meaningful because you know what? You know, we all have family, we all have friends, we all have colleagues, and whether you realize it or not, you draw on their, their, um, their experiences and their insights Right. to um, help you with your health one way or the other. It could be even, you know, Clarence calling me up and say, Stan, let's go for a walk around the lake. Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that, you know, yeah. um, whatever. But um, 
this is this has been a good show. Any last thoughts, anybody? Clarence, what do you think? Yeah, we're leaving it open for the for the uh, for our crew. Uh, because we can always edit this this portion out that long silence. We can always edit that long silence out. So if you have a uh, a comment or thought to end the show, let us know. Any thoughts, Matthew? You always have one. Come on. I don't know. This episode's been an interesting one for me to listen in on. I don't know. I don't know about thoughts, but yeah. Okay. You know, I'll, I will. I will tell you this: that um, the trifecta of family, friends, and colleagues is meaningful. And um, one way or the other, we do draw on them. So, um, all right. Thanks to, to everybody. Use your family, friends, colleagues, and even helplines if, yeah. if, if, you, if you need for um, support, insight on, um, on your health going forward. So our listening audience, we've got some great shows uh, coming up. We, our next show after this is um, on asthma. And then we'll have, we'll be talking about ethical wills and legacy letters. You know, we kind of touched on that a little bit. It's like, what do you want to do, you know, when you pass away and make sure that you, some good ideas to pass on. So we'll be talking about that with Dr. Barry Baines. And then we're going to be talking about replaced knees. I certainly have a little bit of experience on that. And I'll be having my physician who, who did the surgery on my knees uh, on our show. So it should be really good. So with that, everybody have a great week and keep health chatting away. away. Hi everyone, it's Matthew from Behind the Scenes and I wanted to let everyone know that we have a new website up and running, healthchatterpodcast.com. You can go on there, you can interact with us, you can communicate with us, send us a message, you can comment on each episode, you can rate us. Uh, and it's just another way for everyone to communicate with uh, Stan and Clarence and all of us at the Health Chatter team. So definitely check it out. Again, that's healthchatterpodcast.com.